Well, it does look very much like a Biden win, but not necessarily a Democrat-controlled Senate. But the markets seem to like that. We've got the latest from the Fed today and the statement on monetary policy from the RBA coming up today. Plus, maybe some action on the stimulus program in Europe and a coordinated plan from the government and the central bank to pump more money into the UK economy. And the Aussie dollar is the direction up from now on. It's Friday, the 6th of November, 2020. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, very much a risk-on feeling today. The US dollar is down almost 1%. Stocks continue to rise. Another 2.6% for the Nasdaq, 2.2% for the S&P 500, 2% for the Dow, uh, 2% for the DAX as well. The FTSE 100, okay, that's just up 0.4%. Bonds have switched direction. Just one basis point added to 10-year Treasury yields. Uh, Oil is down. Gold is up 2.7% for COMEX. Okay, so that's not quite so risk-on. And the Aussie dollar up 1.3%, the best of the major currencies today with the New Zealand dollar not far behind. So still no declared winner in the United States. Here's David DeGarris, Director Economics for Markets at NAB in London. It does look like it's going to be Biden though, doesn't it? But uh, not a clear sweep for the Blues. Uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't look like they're going to hold the Senate, does it? No, Phil. I mean, as it stands right now, um, it's still looking likely that Biden will get at least 270 votes. Uh, most websites have him on 264 um with with arizona and um many give him you know nevada as well which would get him to 270. the blue wave are still indeterminate so the the six senate seats in doubt um 47 all is this the score at the moment Um, and it's even possible that in there's already going to be one Senate uh, runoff election. It's even possible there might be one more. David Perdue in um, Georgia is sitting on uh, uh, 49.99% of the vote at the wow. moment uh, with 98% of the vote counted. So he, he needs that magic 50% number. So um, there is that as well. Yeah. So I think the way the market's reading at the moment, Phil, is that um, – uh, that Biden will get there, yeah. and that, but it won't. It won't be a blue wave, as, as you said. But is it? Is, I mean, we might have an answer soon, mightn't we? Because Nevada and Georgia could happen fairly quickly now. Uh, although the Republicans have, have, have taken legal action for Nevada, they're saying there's ten thousand votes from people who don't live in Nevada anymore. Pennsylvania, which uh, you know Trump is saying he's alive and well there, but that that count is mm. going to take days because uh, they they have to match the signatures yes, in yes. certain states, and that can take a long, long time. Yes. So goodness wonder, me, goodness would, me, and and they've all they've all got their own procedures yeah. and protocols. So, what's your sense? Oh, and, uh, you know, is your been, sense that we're going to find the answer to this in the next few hours, or is it something that we're going to have to wait for the weekend for, or even uh, next week? Well, well, there's two things. I mean, are we going to find out what the votes suggest the outcome is yeah. in the next 24 hours? I think there's some chance of that, Phil. So uh, you know, yeah. you know, if we get a vote in um, in Nevada, Pennsylvania, as you said, it's going to take time. At the moment, I think um, you know that if 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 Biden was to win that, that would be seen as a bonus for him, right? So, mm. and I think the Democrats yeah. still think they could get there. But and then you've got, of course, all the challenges, legal wranglings. Yeah. What will become of those? I mean, that's going to take. At least days, isn't yeah. it, to resolve? So we might, if, we if might, not longer. we might know that it really is Biden, but we, we, he can't declare. Is the situation we might find ourselves in, perhaps this time tomorrow? Look, I mean, he, he, he will, pro- he will probably declare, mm. but will he, will he be 
anointed, as it were. That, yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, yeah. So, look, uh, one thing you can say for Donald Trump, 67% turnout, love him or hate him, uh, he's reignited people's interest in politics, isn't it? Because that is way more. I mean, I know there are some places where, you know, it's 100% because you have to vote. I'm like, what a crazy idea that yes. is, eh? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Fed this morning, uh, uh, tell me about that, because uh, on the face of it, it seems like they, they're not doing much. They're just keeping things the way they are. But they obviously, I mean, given the way America is right now, they need to do more, don't they? Well, the question is, what more can they do realistically during the pandemic, Phil? They've done so much. This statement is a very um, non-controversial. They've left the cash, the, the, the rate, Fed funds rate exactly where it is and said very little new about the economy other than the, chap, the general challenges of the, the pandemic and so forth around the world. So the question is, I mean, it's really down to fiscal policy now to, um, to do its work. In the, in the US. So um, we know that the Fed's not keen on negative rates and um, there's, there's nothing in the statement. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what he says at the press conference in a little while. Well, yeah, and unfortunately, we can't hold off this pod. We've got to get this podcast out, so we've got to get it out before he gives that press conference. But look, let's get back to the markets then. It does feel, all this enthusiasm that we're seeing right now, it does feel like the markets are retrofitting excuses a little bit for, for pushing things high. Because four weeks ago, it was all doom and gloom because we, we, we knew yes. the election was going to be contentious. We didn't think we were going to get any stimulus and it all might turn ugly. Mm. And last week, we had all the yes. talk of a blue wave going through both houses. There was enthusiasm because the stimulus would be easier to come by now there's enthusiasm yes. it seems because you know we're probably going to have this divided legislature and uh, you know which we're seeing as a good thing because it could be harder for the biden government to hike up taxes or introduce more controls in the in the tech sector yes. it's as though now we're looking at this as being the best possible outcome even though it wasn't what was talked about as the best possible outcome a week ago you know what i mean we're just making it up as we go along aren't we well well, well there, there there are multiple uncertainties aren't there i mean we could talk about the the rising infections in the US, uh, the lack of a fiscal stimulus uh, follow-up plan. But at least as far as the election is concerned, um, you know, we are closer, the market is closer to getting a result there. And I think the market would see a Biden uh, in the White House uh, with uh, Republicans still holding uh, the balance of power in the Senate as um as not a bad outcome yeah so yeah. you know and i think the thinking there phil is that he would be able to negotiate uh, a fiscal package maybe not as ambitious as what what he would like it to be but a fiscal package uh, nevertheless as well, the, uh, I'm as the to, incoming president yeah the, the the number of a trillion dollars seems to be getting bandied about a bit doesn't it so they'd increase the unemployment benefits perhaps offer a bit of small business help. yes um, maybe a bit of help for for some of the states that that you know obviously can't raise their raise their own debt. Uh, yes, that's right. Exactly is, is, right. Is it going to be is it going to be enough though? I mean, if, Bar- if if Biden goes harder on sort of draconian measures to try and control the virus, because I mean we've had a couple of days now with well over a hundred thousand cases mm. each day in 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 the United States. They probably are going to have to do more, and that's probably part of it. another reason for the enthusiasm in the markets. Perhaps maybe they think that now this thing. Even though there might be short-term pain, long-term, you know, there might be somebody in the White House who's actually going to try and tackle it. Well, I think there's real worry, Phil, that with uh, infections rising, not just infections, but, um, you know, positive cases, uh, but also hospitalizations, numbers on ICU and so forth. So um, this is is becoming a, a, a real issue. Now, what they do on the policy front to address that. Now, we've already seen... 
uh, the UK and Europe go in pretty hard with restrictions to arrest that. Um, but in the United States, you know, what would the incoming president, if, if Biden is the incoming president, what measures would he take? And of course, what stimulus would they be able to enact to counteract that? I mean, even without further national measures on restrictions, um, you know, you'd expect that people will, will, will stay at home more, spend less on discretionary spending, um, less yeah. on going out, that sort of thing. So seems it seems likely that there will be some spin-off into lower spending and, uh, and lower jobs. So yeah. and I think that's what the Fed is particularly concerned about. So, so we've got non-farm payrolls numbers, of course, tonight. So, what's that going to tell us? Do you think we had the weekly jobless numbers, uh, new claims for the for the week mm. uh, of the thirty first of October, down a bit, but not much, from seven hundred fifty eight thousand to seven hundred fifty one thousand new claims. So, continuing claims still well above seven million. There's still yes. a lot of people in America out of work. It's still, it's still, they're still massive numbers, aren't they? I mean, just the weekly claims running at. You know, seven hundred and fifty thousand rolls off the t- off the tongue. You know, we were we were uh, seeing U.S. claims at what two hundred two hundred and twenty thousand before the pandemic, and now they're three quarters of a million. So um, there, there's still a lot of pressure on, on on the labor market. Probably realistically, with worse worse to come there. So as far as the payrolls um, tonight, the market's looking for a number around f- just under six hundred thousand fills. So. A little bit under last month's. Uh, there will be probably a reduction in government employment because of the uh, the, the, the census. Um, but as you said, you know, when you've got infection numbers rising at over a hundred thousand, the market will start to uh, pay attention to that. And if there is a, a result out of the election soon, then. What is the next president going to do to to address that? Now, I know central banks are independent, uh, but <laughs> sorry, I don't know why I laughed then. Uh, the, of course they are. <laughs> <laughs> but it does seem like a pincer movement uh, in the UK today because the Bank of England went out early. Uh, the policy rates yes. don't changed, but uh, they've uh, they've stepped up their, their, their uh, quantitative easing program. Mm. On the same day, the mm. Rishi Sunak announced that the furlough scheme in the UK would be extended until March. So the so the, uh, the Bank of England will be buying a lot more bonds. And by coincidence, the government will be issuing a lot more bonds to cover yes. all that extra spending. Yes. Almost yes. like it was planned that way. Well, I think I think there is, there is a, a sense of that, that um, monetary policy and fiscal policy are in alignment in, in the UK. So indeed, that was yeah. the... Um, I mean, uh, Governor Bailey shifted his announcement to first thing this morning so that um, uh, Rishi Sunak could make his announcement in the Commons at lunchtime. So, you know, he's extended the furlough scheme pretty much as it was initially rolled out at the 80% fill. So, um, and and, uh, employers have to pay the... um, the national insurance and the pensions, and they're going to review it in in January. But he's extending it through to March. So, and for self-employed as well. I mean, there are still those people that, that have fallen through the cracks, and that that hasn't been addressed yet. Maybe that's one million. Some people suggest that's as high as three million. But but they have extended the furlough, and I think that's a good move. And I think the the Bank of England would be happy with that, and they're providing what support they can. Now, I'm not saying I'm pro or against uh, Brexit, but it is nice to have your own sovereign currency at a, at a time like this, isn't it? Because look at, look over the way at uh, what's been happening in the EU. That 750 billion euro that uh, was going to be spread across the the member states, a mix of grants and loans. This was all agreed back in July. Yes, uh, it's it's been held out, wasn't it? They're basically, they were trying to get Poland and Hungary to uh, correct to, to 
follow the rule of law, basically. Uh, so they're trying to put conditions associated with it. But it sounds like they, they, they made some headway on this. I, I, it, it seems that way. So, um, you know, they need all of the governments to agree to it. And it seems from the reports today that they've got Poland and Hungary across across the line on that, Phil. So, I mean, yeah. that, that's quite a, a positive thing, I think. Uh, so... Also, you've got, you know, the, the monetary policy and fiscal policy in alignment there. And so Europeans have yeah. got a, a, a fiscal plan that they will roll out, you know, the recovery fund uh, for, the, for the next three years. And, of course, they need it even more now with, um, you know, with several econo- major economy, these economies there going into restrictions. So that's going to bleed yeah. through in, into next year, of course. You've got to get everyone to agree to that monetary and fiscal alignment. There, <laughs> it's a lot harder when you've got all those member states. It is, and they've, issued- and they've managed to do it, but but, uh, but not in the states. Yeah, <laughs> uh, now, yeah, exactly. You're absolutely right. So uh, the EU issued new forecasts as well. They've downgraded, basically said a seven point four percent contraction in the EU economy this year, uh, and uh, it's growth stalling in the fourth quarter. That's not going to surprise anybody. No, and just four point one percent growth next year. Spain's going to be the worst. They're going to fall twelve point four percent this year. They they reckon. No surprise in any of that, probably. Look, uh, the Aussie and the Kiwi dollars, finally, uh, today, ahead of the, uh, the, we'll get the RBA statement on monetary policy today as well. You might, you might want to say a word on that. Mm. But also the, the, the strength of the Aussie. Is, th- is that the direction now, do you think? Are we now seeing, now we know what uh, direction uh, US politics is heading? Are we going to see a, a weaker US dollar? And, and could that see a lift in the Aussie dollar and in emerging markets? Or are emerging markets still too risky in these COVID times? Well, well, that, that's the way the markets play day to day. Phil, we've seen equities up. It's been almost the playbook risk on trade move today. So yeah. equities higher, uh, risk currencies up. Aussie has been right at the top of the leaderboard today, um, and um, and bond yields have pushed a bit higher as well. So um, that, that's been very much the trade, and the US dollar has been losing ground, including against you know the yen and Swiss franc. So. It's been pretty clear there. Maybe it's coming back more towards its um, its underlying um, valuation, and also, uh, you know, the fact that the US still has to have you know fiscal and monetary policy. And I, I know I've hammered it on that one during the podcast today, but um, mm. that, that's yeah. that's There's some way off it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, let's see what the uh, what the weekend brings. Uh, when will we know for sure? That's the question, isn't it? And how much of this uh, crazy legal action is going to uh, follow through? Uh, we'll we'll watch all of that with interest. Great to talk. Have a great weekend. See you soon. You too, Phil. Cheers. And I'll be back again on Monday morning. I am Phil Dobby for NAB. See you then.